for us working with the applied innovation, it's of course all about applying the thoughts that we have in a way that makes sense. Welcome to this new episode of our podcast series, which is all about innovation, technology, and digital transformation. My name is Frank Wammers. I'm the Chief Technology Officer for Capgemini Europe. You can follow me on at FWammers. And today, again with me, as always, Johan Halberg. Johan, how are you doing? And please, for those who don't know you yet, which of course are less and less people, can you quickly introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, Frank. I'm just doing great. Snow is disappearing in Stockholm and in the Nordics. We feel, of course, the spring is coming. Always a good sign, right? I'm the Chief Technology Officer for Digital Customer Experience in the Nordics um, and also working heavily with our Applied Innovation Exchange, of course. Um, you can follow me at Johan Halberg on Twitter. Probably the easiest way to find me. Um, yeah. Ooh. And so, how's Netherlands? What's happening? What are you doing? Well, I'm hardly in the Netherlands, so I can't tell you. But the the thing that I noticed, and you already mentioned it as well, is like, you know, the, the we survived winter, which is a great thing. You know, it's uh, although I, I am a big fan of winter, I'm a big fan of uh, of skiing. Uh, but it's always good if spring comes in. And, and, and particularly because spring is actually a sign of new life, of new energy. And uh, exactly that is the thing that I wanted to talk to you about, Johan. Because I think we wanted to have this uh, episode about startups, which basically is the spring of new companies that could emerge to big corporations. So a startup and spring, I think that's a good combination to have this discussion about. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, it's um, so many things happening. It's so many startups popping up every here and there. And it's, of course, interesting for us to see how we develop our ecosystem for our clients and ourselves as well, of course. It's yeah, really interesting time. Yeah, and the interesting thing, uh, of course, having you on the call is that uh, you are uh, based from Stockholm. And yep. I think a lot of people don't know, but actually, if you look at the number of unicorns per capita, Stockholm is the second largest startup hub in the world. So you are actually in the midst of where everything is happening. Yeah, and, and we, I can clearly see that. We we are uh, sponsoring Stockholm Tech, which is the largest meetup around startups and investors in Stockholm, and it's five, six, seven hundred people every month meeting up and joining, just talking about how can they, of course, get funding, but also how can they grow and how can they become even better in in going global because that's what we do here. Sweden is Sweden is a small market, so we have to go be go global straight away, more or less. And I, I think that is a huge advantage for us. Yeah, amazing. And 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 but in order to see now, because what I'm curious at, and I think a lot of uh, companies that I meet and we talk about Stockholm, they are so curious, like you know, why then is Stockholm such a big startup scene, and what can companies learn from it? So for me, the topic of today is how can we deconstruct why Stockholm is so successful and again what 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 people can learn from it and uh I'm really I'm really uh, proud that actually we are not alone in this podcast because you brought Inana with you from Notify who is one of the startups that you are actually working with so Inana welcome in in this podcast can you shortly introduce yourself and give a short description about the company uh, that you started 
And of course, where people can find you before we go further into the deconstruction of why Stockholm is so important. Inanna, can you can you elaborate a little bit on your company and yourself? Hi, yes. Thanks for having me. So, um, great to be part of this podcast. And of course, I'm also feeling the motivation of spring coming against us, which feels really like a, a pleasant uh, uh, start. Yeah, so, um, yes, indeed. Um, my name is Inanna. I'm one of the co-founders of a company called Notified. Uh, and we're working on a service solution uh, to help organizations that are suffering from problems with congested cellular networks, uh, but also from lacking infrastructure. Uh, so this could be, for example, on huge events, but also in places where there's not enough infrastructure to enable communication, so for example, uh, refugee camps and such. Uh, and uh, you can find me, uh, the best thing is to just go to our web webpage, www.notified.se, uh, and there you have all my contact information. Cool, and there are, they can also find further information on the products and the services that you are building and delivering. Exactly. Cool. So that would be big events, like, you know, it could be sport events or big uh, conferences or whenever there are really big uh, crowds of people coming together that all wants to uh, go uh, on the cellular network. Exactly. I think that there are an endless amount of situations, really, where this still happens. Uh, and, of course, it's a huge hassle for companies to not be able to communicate. Uh, both with the with their visitors, but also with their staff. So uh, here we're really trying to come in and help and provide a solution for them that can really like uh, help them structure and organize their day to day um, work. And, and of course, also the visitors, I guess. Yeah, exactly. For instance, at a big uh, com uh, concert and so on. I guess that is another use case. Yeah, we also see the safety aspect here. For example, if you look at uh, large music events and such, uh, there's been some issues where people have really felt unsafe. Uh, and then if you cannot find your friends because the cellular network is congested, that can feel like quite a threatening situation. And, and some of these events also have quite young crowds. So here we really yeah. want to be able to come in and, and help. Yeah, definitely. I'm always a big fan of. Uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a guitar player, and my big goal always was to be a rock and roll star. But you know, I utterly failed. Uh, but I always <laughs> go to. <laughs> I always go to. So CTO is almost the next thing because you can be on stage. Like you know, this this was like you know guitar playing. It didn't work out. So you know, let's be a CTO. Uh, but actually, I, 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 I always go to uh, to Rockwerter, which is the biggest uh, event in in Belgium. But they uh, they have a different one as well, which is called Puckle Pop. And a couple of years ago, actually, there was a big uh, big mess because uh, because of wind and 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 uh, and turbulence. Uh, one of the tents uh, crashed down, where actually people died. But there was so much panic, and I can imagine, like you know, th these kind of solutions can really help out because at that moment in time, of course, you know, if you can't find your people or or you can't reach out to your parents because uh, indeed too many people are on the cellular network. Th those are the things where, you know, uh, th this would really be helpful. So uh, really cool that you uh, that you created this solution and, and this startup. Uh, but now, of course, the question is, and I think because, you know, really cool to have you on the call because you can give some really good insights yourself because you're part of it, is that we really want to deconstruct. So... What I would like to do is take a couple of themes uh, and, and discuss them with you, which I see as potential uh, values why Stockholm is so important. And of course, like, you know, whatever I miss or what you see of is important, let, let, let's also discuss. 
And, and first of all, I want to discuss uh, uh, what I call too young to retire, which perhaps is the one, one thing that we saw. This is something, of course, that we saw in, Sil in Silicon Valley as well, where some of the PayPal founders really became uh, uh, angel investors in a lot of other companies. Same, same goes for Google, where a lot of people that were early in the, in the founding of, of Google were... You know, from the earnings that they made, they also put a lot of money back. And I think that is potentially, I think, one of the things that, that is happening in Stockholm as well. You know, people are really successful with a couple of unicorns and, 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 and are they too young to retire? What kind of evidence do we have for that? Or what are you seeing from some of the very successful startups that were coming from Stockholm? Are, are they actually bringing the money back into the startup scene again? What, what's your point on that? Yeah. Uh, um you are, yeah, they, they are. And that's interesting because we have seen for a couple of years now where a lot of these startup founders are investing in back to the other, to the new startup. Uh, and so that is happening as we speak. And many of them, some of them, as you said, they are, they have kind of retired, but they haven't, uh, because they are really looking for building up, uh, either investment companies. Or, uh, helping out with, with the, with the startups from the angle that, um, if, if we as, that has the experience doesn't give back to the community, the community won't grow as fast. So everyone in this community in Stockholm realize that and are really, of course, happy for, for seeing that that happens. And I think you should never underestimate the restlessness. Of entrepreneurs, I'm, I think uh, too young to retire should maybe be changed to will they ever retire? Because <laughs> I think <laughs> passionate people who like to to do new projects that are of course exciting, and I think uh, uh, that restlessness can also mean that after having a few different ventures, you want to go into something new and you want to be on the other end of the ecosystem and and bring of course your experience back. But also capital, but also in that sense, that's a new journey for that entrepreneur. So I think it's uh, quite a logical step for a lot of people. Uh, and I think what we see as an entrepreneur, since uh, we are part of a lot of ecosystems, we also see another group, which is, uh, for example, researchers who've been doing research for their whole life, and they start to become entrepreneurs also quite late. Uh, maybe a few years before they retire, they take some innovation that they've been working on for many, many years, and they start to uh, take that into the startup ecosystem instead. Uh, so I think there's uh, there's definitely that that phenomena happening here. So entrepreneurship is actually your alternative retirement plan. <laughs> don't don't retire, become an entrepreneur. <laughs> Exactly. But to, to, to that point, and, and perhaps a question that you can best answer, and, and we definitely cannot answer in our roles, but I once read a book which called The, the, the Guru Guide to Entrepreneurship, which actually, actually, although the title sounds horrible, it actually is a very good book, and I can recommend it to everybody. Uh, but there was one one thing that they said is like, you know, entrepreneurs, the real thing between the differentiates an entrepreneur with a regular human being is that they they all are not afraid for for what they call and it's a little bit cynical set but I, I I like the term is like you know the 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 moment of death because you know they know that they need to take an enormous risk sometimes but you know they are willing to cross the line and see what's on the other side in in order to do that thing and if you if you are afraid that you will lose things or you know that you're afraid of your pension plan 
you know, then you will never become a true entrepreneur. Is, is this indeed what you said, like, you know, too restless? Is this perhaps like, you know, an, a, some kind of a natural uh, adrenaline thing which is in the in the nature and the DNA of an entrepreneur? I think so. I think it's a combination of uh, of uh, not being afraid of risk, uh, but also being able to analyze risk and to take risks that are worth taking. Uh, so I would say it's a combination of naivety uh, and perhaps underestimating what will happen if, if things would fail or go wrong, uh, but also being able to know in what situations you should take those really large risks and, and when it's not worth it, I would say. Oh, cool. Yeah, I think a very beautiful perspective indeed. So basically, it's not too young to retire, but it's much more about, you know, the restlessness, why people continuously start investing back. Is that, is that also something, uh, do we have some examples at hand? Like, you know, do we know of some of the, of the investors of, uh, you know, whether it's Skype or whatever, where they, where they really invested back into some companies that also became successful, uh, in, in the oh yes, I, I I don't have the for the moment I, from the top of my head I can't think of one, but I know that Niklas uh, who founded and and, and uh, founded Skype, he has given back a lot of of uh, his in from Atomic, uh, Atomico I think it is mm-hmm. uh, where, where they invest heavily into startups and has been doing that for years. Uh, yeah, cool. And we are, seeing, and we are seeing, for instance, there there is a special one I'm, I'm thinking about, which is run retail. So what they do actually, he's uh, one of the founder of an investment company called Well Street. Yeah, they are focusing around retail mainly, and they have what they call a lab. Their innovation lab is actually more of a seed uh, for entrepreneurs. So an entrepreneur coming in with a PowerPoint of, of an idea could develop that within their their environment, so to speak. Uh, and if if it's good enough, they will invest more than just letting them having a, a share and uh, the uh, eco uh, or the environment of, of having somewhere to work and to help that company to grow with, with different. And it's kind of. It's not the way as we do it at Capgemini, but in a way, it's, it's almost a little bit similar. But of course, they actually invest a lot of money into the uh, entrepreneurs as well. And yeah. I think we have Sweden's favorite example to talk about in our startup scene, which is, of course, Klarna, uh, where one of the founders sold uh, many of his shares and started uh, in a hub called Norrsken. And his intention yeah. is to completely uh, deplete uh, all of his... Um, uh, earnings from from selling his share within his lifetime and just put that back into the ecosystem. Uh, and of course, they focus mainly on social entrepreneurship. So there, I think you could really see a good example of of these people trying to give back to the community. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, and I think those those I I I recently gave a keynote which was about connecting the beats with the bytes, and it was about it was not musical beats despite my rock star ambitions. Well, it's really about like, you know, how can we use technology to really improve life? And I think, you know, when it comes from the heart, the impact is, 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 is real and, and much bigger. So really cool example, uh, Inanna. I love to hear that one. One of the other elements that I wanted to discuss with you about is, is diversity. Uh, because particularly what, what I'm always positively 
uh, experience when I'm in Sweden is that, that basically your social system is really tailored to make sure that the whole community makes sure that participation works. Uh, and, and, and I see that back, for instance, within the Capgemini organization where I think, uh, next to India, uh, Sweden definitely has the, the best balance between, uh, gender diversity, uh, at this moment in time. But also, indeed, if you look at the at the startup scene, and uh, well, Inanna, you, I think you're a good example uh, of, of that. Is that also something that you see in the startup scene? Is there is that also the diversity that we see back into the Swedish uh, co- uh, community? Is that also something that you see back in into the startup scene? Is there also a good balance uh, uh, between the different genders? Mm, it's a good question. I would say it depends quite a lot on which uh, uh, field you look into, of course. Uh, and I mean, we all know there's been endless studies showing that it's really always better to be a diverse team. And I think this is something that some of the larger institutions that are supporting startups are also really trying to uh, emphasize. So, for example, I spoke to a man the other day who's part of the Swedish network that uh, gives a lot of subsidies to startups here in Sweden. And he said that they see quite a positive trend. Uh, on the gender side, but it's still, I mean, an issue to find enough startups that have, for example, female co-founders or founders. Uh, so I would say that in the networks that we are part of, I think, uh, it's, it's quite diversified, but I still, there's, think, I, I think there's still quite a lot of room for improvement. Even there. And I, 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 I also think it's a good sign that we now have a couple of, uh, diverse uh, networks focusing on, on, on this as well. Focusing on, on not just female entrepreneurship, but really gender-neutral mm-hmm. uh, entrepreneurship, and, and I, I think that that is, has been growing the last year quite quite good here in Stockholm as well. And I think I see so many positive uh, implications because of it. And I think uh, I have to add there that I think we really need to look at not only who is founding startups, but also what people are the investors investing in, because there I think it's a uh, a segment that moves more slowly yeah, than the startups. Uh, I agree. Uh, but it's almost in one sense more important, because that's what helps them to really thrive and be able to uh, implement what they want to do. So so I, there I think it's really a segment that would gain a lot from, from having like a more diversified uh, way of thinking. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and indeed, and it, it's, it's not only about gender, I think it's also about how do you make sure that the that the teams that actually start those startups have the have the right diverse uh, angles into it. Like you had the, the I always said when I I used to lead the SAP business uh, for Capgemini in the Netherlands, and uh, I was always blessed that that you know I really had a very diverse team, and in particularly one guy uh, called Lando Steinberg. He was the one like you know when I when I. <laughs> I thought I was really doing something good. He always stepped up and he smacked me in my face and said, "Frank, come back to earth." <laughs> you know, we, we don't want to we don't want a satellite. Be here, <laughs> act normal. And I think you know, you once you have that diversity in your team, you don't have people that only follow you and 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 do what you want. You know, you have to have this tension. I think, which uh, which creates better uh, high performance teams. Uh, but but you organize that for yourself as well, Inana. Are there some people that smack you in the face when you think you're on cloud nine? Or <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, I think uh, both me and my co-founder are quite good at doing that with each other. Okay, uh, but... <laughs> so you're smacking each other all the time. <laughs> yeah, <like>. absolutely. <laughs> but we really try to uh, 
talked to a lot of different people. And of course, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with the lean startup uh, methodology to also yep. really talk to our customers. Uh, because that's, that's, I mean, always the bottom line to not lock yourself, uh, in to your office and just sit and, and think of things, but to actually just go out into reality and, and hear feedback and, and just dare Experiments, to Experiments, right? Exactly. Try to, try to let your ego go and, uh, go out and take in other people's feedback. I think that's one of the toughest things in the beginning, but that's something that you really need to learn to do. I think I, I think you just came up with the title of this podcast, which is "Let Your Ego Go." I think that would be a really good <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, to, to the point on on diversity, another angle uh, that, that you also can look at it is the is how how international is Stockholm, and I always have the idea that 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 you know the the good thing is I think you know something that I hear back from from people in other countries as well is that they say you know the, the English of the Swedes is always very good. Uh, in comparison to some other European countries, uh, it, it is quite international community as well. Is is that true, or is it just like you know something that that I feel, or is that a true observation that you also notice into uh, into the Stockholm uh, city area? I think that's uh, absolutely true. Sweden has a very strong international community. Uh, I think we could be better at trying to mix. Because sometimes I get the feeling that there's an international community, uh, but it's not, uh, it's like a little bit more of a satellite, uh, you know, and, and, and then there's the Swedish community, which is sometimes a little bit difficult, uh, to gain access to. So there I think it's, it's really, uh, good if people make a lot of effort trying to integrate these two different communities with each other. And I think there you just have to like be really hands on and, have a lot of different events where people meet and, and exchange ideas because, like you say, I mean, there's no point in, in having a team that's completely uh, the same. Then you're just going to keep coming up with the same ideas over and over, which is not so and innovative. I, I, and I guess that's part of the reason why we see that some global companies, that they stagnate because they, they are too similar. Everyone is doing yeah. uh, recruiting the same kind of people, the culture just doesn't really develop mm. and, and so on. And I, I see that the, at least the, the uh, startup ecosystem in Stockholm has developed and is developing yes. because there is always coming in new blood to the community. But when, when you, for instance, go to Stureplan, which is kind of the, the older places <laughs> and hottest uh, disco or dancing place or whatever we want to call it, <laughs> where we have all the yuppies, where all the banks and financial institutes are, are gathered, and you feel that, that that's the old economy, kind of. That That is the slow moving. It's not the fast uh, ecosystem as we see in the startup scene. And I, I see some of the investors are more tied into that kind of culture than to the startup uh, culture, uh, community. And I think there is, again, as you said, Anana, it's, it's really about developing that as well, having even more meetups or meetings between the different the the old Swedish uh, old economy kind of people or companies than the startups which by its nature has to go global day one which means that you have to have people that are global as well. Yeah, I agree. And is that also because one of the things that 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 I was thinking about which might help as well. One of the things that struck me, which I think Stockholm even has way better than San Francisco, is that because of the old city. Uh, it's quite condensed 
together, but also the 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 atmosphere of you know small coffee shops, uh, uh, but but together with the culture of the Swedes, where you know that they always invite people for parties at their home. You know this party, like you, you know, invite everybody. And I, I, I experienced myself. My, uh, my heart friend is a, is a, is a Swedish lady, a former Gemini colleague, and and she just, you know, stole my heart. And uh, and and ever since then, you know, we we meet up uh, every now and then uh, to just catch up. And when I was with her uh, uh, during a weekend, and I think it was around the first of December, where a lot of the advent kind of events were taking place, it was like she just took me everywhere, and I, I was welcome at every party, and people were interested, etc. Which, of course, in San Francisco, if you go to the Valley, it's like it's quite very spread out. Is this condensity of Stockholm in combination with this culture of you know inviting everybody, having having real interest in everything? Is that also helping, or is am I now too? To bias because I they, they took me to a couple of events or or is this really a, a specific Swedish Stockholm thing? <laughs> Maybe you're onto something here that it's a, a syndrome of of cities that are close together. I had the exact same experience when I lived in Amsterdam. I thought oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, always be brought around <laughs> and and welcome into people's homes. But I definitely think it's something that's happening here in in the, in the startup community especially because. I think there's a genuine feeling here that people want to help each other out, uh, which really, of course, fosters innovation because, like we also talked about earlier, uh, entrepreneurs are quite restless and they need to take a lot of risk. And I think to have that kind of lifestyle is also uh, detrimental that you have a support system around you that really uh, is enthusiastic about what you're doing and, and helps you to move forward, even though maybe you're in a tough tough period or has if you have a difficult decision to make so so i think it's uh absolutely part of the stockholm community and something that really helps uh the innovation scene as well and then of course in sweden we have our fika so right yeah i know all about fika but you know there's nobody outside of sweden understands what fika is all about C- can you explain because i think this is a concept that many countries need to adopt quickly. So what is FICA all about? Well, first of all, FICA is all, of course, about having a coffee or, or tea or, or a cinnamon bun or something. So that's kind of the, the start of it. But but it's it's actually more than that, because it's a way of, of bringing friends, uh, but also newly, very newly become friends or, or a business relationship. You're sitting down, having a FICA where you sit down Talk about whatever your head come up into your head and start to get to know each other in a way that you usually don't. And you then, of course, develop your friendship during a fika. And then you have a fika next week or a next month or something, and you kind of pick up where you left. And I guess and that, what that's I understand is that, that when fika time is there, actually people really drop their work and there are no hierarchies. That that during nope. the during your fika moment. Hierarchies are completely let go. Is that, is that, is that, 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 I think that's one of the big values behind it, Ern. Yeah, it is. And as a Swede, you don't even think about it because it's part of who you are. Of course, if you have a fika with the managing director or a developer or, or, or customers or partners and, and no one really cares because we have a fika. Why should we care? Exactly. I think it's uh, maybe even the backbone of the whole Swedish 
Swedish yeah. uh, startup system. Uh, it's uh, it's such a good habit to mingle, I think, with people that you don't know. It it always facilitates uh, the beginning of a thought, which might lead you to something else, which leads to a really good idea. And I think that, at least for me, I always experience that even if I'm talking to somebody about something that's completely unrelated to what I do, it can be really helpful because it interrupts your thought process. Uh, and I think that's, that's always really important if you want to be able to be creative. Yeah. And of course, be, being able to, and I mean, being allowed to be a little bit crazy without anyone really <laughs> judging you, yeah. right? As I, long I as always... there's a cinnamon bun close to you. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The cinnamon bun and the coffee is really important, I agree. Uh, I, I always knew there was a reason why a reason why I should move to Sweden, but it's it's it's, it's yeah, being allowed course. to do Come to be on, a little Frank. bit crazy. Come on, Frank. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I think yeah. actually, I, I think actually, we tapped perhaps into the final secret indeed, and 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 I would adjust our our title, which is now uh, "Let Your Ego Go, Come Take a Fika." I think that that should yeah. be the title yeah, of the podcast. That, that is a beautiful one, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> well, with, with with that, and also trying to to close a little bit our podcast uh, next week. Very important day, uh, Johan. We're going to have the opening of, yeah. uh, of the of the Applied Innovation Exchange. What what is the role of the startup scene in respect to the Applied Innovation Exchange in Stockholm? Well, we we have then, as I started in the beginning of this, uh, discussing the Stockholm Tech Arena. That that is a part of this which is really important for us because that gives us a platform to talk to all the startups in a very natural and good way. And for us, working with the applied innovation, it's, of course, all about applying the thoughts that we have in a way that it makes sense. And then bringing in the right kind of startups and the right kind of customers, bringing them together, and then, of course, bringing us together into that mix, making sure that we all bring value. And it's a win-win-win. I think that's kind of, uh, again, one of the secret sources for this is that we always and always are bringing in the ecosystem when having discussions around what we can do in the future. And I think that uh, now when we are opening up in next week, actually it's, it's really in a week, um, it, it's all about making sure that the ecosystem around us gives, or, or that we, we include it in a way, so again, our clients and our, 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 we as Capgemini as well, it makes sense for us. Yeah. And of course, secretly, yeah, we, the, the, the official opening is next week, but actually we, we are already operating a little bit in that mode. And, and that's also where Notified yeah. uh, comes in as already one of the, the, the companies that we collaborate with. Uh, yes, it is. So Notify, you, you sit here in our office every now and then. Yeah. I think for, for us, it's really great to be able to come in sort of from the other end of the ecosystem uh, because we are such an early stage startup uh, with a lot of, of course, creativity and, and uh, drive, but to come into the structure that Capgemini can offer and the experience that you have working both with startups but in many different contexts is, is uh, really uh, amazing for us because then you combine those two and you have something that that's uh, much better than when you started it. So I think for us, it's also really great to be able to be part of this ecosystem. Yeah, super. And not only that, but also the opportunity to to just, you know, without any preparation, you know, jump into the room and and, and ask if you can join a podcast like this. That always is helpful as well. <laughs> so 
We're only here for the podcast. Yeah, of course. Yeah, don't yeah. No, 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 please don't. No, no. <laughs> Make sure that you create this beautiful product because indeed, as we discussed already earlier with the example that we had for the Belgium uh, Rock Festival, I, I, I think the product that you are developing could make major impact indeed for uh, for very important uh, uh, situations and events. So, uh, and then every now and then indeed, you know, jump in for a podcast because actually... <laughs> You you had some very wise remarks and you delivered us the the slogan of the podcast. So uh, yeah. uh, really really valuable. With that, really valuable. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, with that, is there any other thing that I missed in the deconstruction of Stockholm as uh, as startup hub, or or did we do a proper analysis? I think maybe you missed one thing, and that is the what what we call the old the old economy, the old Swedish company. The, the again the culture of fika and the culture of collaboration is key also within the older the the Ericsons and and the older companies and I think that for for also for startups having the opportunity to talk to and to collaborate with these global companies that have the experience that really wants to collaborate really to take time for a fika. It's so important because that gives you the startup ecosystem and you then obviously as well uh, the the opportunity to learn and learn faster because we all know that what we need to do is to learn and and then learn again and and always learn. I mean it's so important that we don't stagnate and of course it's a challenge for the old companies to to keep learning uh, but I think that the the startups bring that back to the old companies. And then the old companies give the experience. And I think that is another reason why we are so successful here in Stockholm and in Sweden, that we have the backbone of the global companies that give so much experience into the new startups as well. Yeah, I agree. I think the synergy effects really should not be underestimated in this relationship. Uh, and, and I think I would also like to add that in Sweden there's also a lot of support uh, from the governmental organizations, which I think is also something that shouldn't be underestimated because it's such an uncertain time in the beginning of a startup's life. Uh, and then to have a support system uh, in the form of, for example, subsidies and loans in those very, very early years that gives the startup the uh, opportunity to learn and to fail, uh, I think is also uh, quite an important part of why this ecosystem yeah. is so healthy right now. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, super. Well, I, I think that that gives very good insights. Uh, I, I, Inanna, I want to thank you uh, for dropping in, and please don't be surprised if we if we ask you to turn in uh, 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 in a couple of months' time, because next to the fact that you have good insights into the startup scene, I'm really impressed about the overall view that you have on the on the society and the impact on technology on on companies. So. Thank you so much for joining us. And again, if people want to have more information, where can they follow you? Notified.se, go to our webpage and then contact us through there. And uh, I would just like to say thank you for having me. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. And Johan, uh, I wish yeah. you a lot of success next week. I hope you're completely fired up already for it. Oh, yes, <laughs> I'm excited and I'm uh, stressed, uh, overworked and, and excited again and probably even more excited. So, yes, we are really, really excited about this and it feels okay, so, great. So, so the ones that will go to the opening, if you see one guy 
looking very good. Uh, uh, he's a little bit slim, uh, but if he if, if, go look for the guy with the most tired eyes, and then introduce <laughs> and he will introduce you to yourself as Johan Halberg. Johan, if people want to have more information before before the 12th of April, where can they follow you again? Yeah, they can follow me on Twitter on at Johan Halberg. Okay, great. Well, if you have questions, whatever, or if you have remarks, or if you have some insights on why startups could 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 succeed, or what you could benefit from a large corporation standpoint from startups, please go and have interaction with us with uh, at Johan Halberg or at F. Wammers. It was a pleasure to host this uh, uh, call again with Johan and uh, to having Nana on the call. And for now, the only thing that I wish for you is let your ego go and take a fika. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you, Frank. Thank you.